0: Welcome back, everybody, to Tide Talk Podcast. Uh, I am going to be your host tonight. Uh, my name is Jake Thomas, uh, guy. It's going to be a little different, as you can tell. There's going to be no uh, audio or no video tonight. Uh, but as always, we're we're joined uh, by by Stacy Blackwood. He's going to be the uh, co-host tonight. Uh, Stacy, how you doing, sir.
1: Oh, I can't complain considering the circumstances. Uh, if you don't know, I've tested positive this week for COVID, so I've been a little down this week. That's why Jake's handling the main hosting duties, and I'm just going to be filling in when needed. And uh, But I appreciate Jake uh, taking over the, you know, the, the main uh, hosting duties as I just kind of fill in for him, or as he fills in for me, I'm going to fill in for him, and uh, we'll just find a way to make this work if you hear some coughing or anything like that Uh, i apologize but we just wanted to kind of weather through this and get a podcast out uh seeing how you know it's just a couple days now until alabama you know makes their season uh debut at home at bryant denny stadium uh, for this 2021 football season
0: absolutely and before we get uh deep into it uh we got to take care of a little business here um You know, the show's always sponsored by betonline.ag. Guys, it's that time of year again, and uh, it's it's football season. And uh, they're back on the gridiron, and it's it's off and rolling. Uh, As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Uh, You, you know, head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports bet online your online sportsbook experts well as we move on stacy man what what a game last saturday um you know I, i i'm glad it's here and uh you know in my in my opinion Bryce Young shut up a lot of naysayers. You know, a lot of talk over the offseason that I heard from people around was like, you know, can he step up and be that next great quarterback? You know, because he had to follow in the footsteps of Mac Jones, Tua Tagovailoa, and Jalen Hurts. And to me, he proved that he belongs in that Crimson jersey. Uh, What what, what are your thoughts on uh, on Bryce Young?
1: Yeah, Bryce really – really showed out in his first career start of course breaking the record for for passing yards and a pa- and passing touchdowns for a first time starter in album of history which is you know really hard to think about when you think about all the great quarterbacks that that album has had throughout the years you know you mentioned Jalen Hurts and Tua and Mac Jones I mean he exceeded all of those guys first career starts so uh, he's off to a great start I'm hoping that he can continue that, that. Uh, obviously this this week's opponent is not quite the same matchup as it was last week against Miami but uh, nevertheless you have to show up and you have to compete and you have to you know kind of keep building on those things but I was really really excited for Bryce and the way he came out and played and uh you know it, it was nice to get Mechie involved early he kind of looked like he kind of calmed Bryce's nerves down then you started seeing him use some of the other weapons like Cameron Latou and Jamison Williams so uh Really proud of way of the way Bryce Young showed up, and you know if you listen to the podcast throughout the summer, uh, I, I was high on Bryce Young. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I tried to tell people that were naysayers of Bryce Young that they were wrong and they would they would regret believing that Bryce Young was not going to be able to deliver for Alabama, and he, he really proved that he is uh, he is as talented as any quarterback that Alabama's had.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, the, these numbers for Bryce, 27 to 38 for 344 yards and four touchdown passes. I mean, that is an incredible stat line for your first career start, you know. And, and uh, of course, a lot of people was like, well, it was against Miami's defense. Well, okay. But still, you know, it, it it's still impressive regardless. And I'm going well, to tell hell, you. I, I, so I, think, I
1: think people are downplaying Miami's defense a little too much. I mean, yeah. they returned a lot of guys in that defense, and and the people that are downplaying this Miami defense are the same people that were talking about Bryce Young not going to be able to deliver for Alabama. So they're just all they're trying to cover up the tracks is what they're trying to do, Jake. I'm so mm-hmm. sick of these naysayers uh, and and the people that are saying these things. I mean, come on. Get a grip. This is Nick Saban's 15th season in Alabama, and all he's done is reloaded every single year. When are you going to learn that it's not rebuilding at Alabama, it's reloading? And no matter how much you wish and hope that that Nick Saban is going to fall down on his face and this Alabama program is going to fall down on their face, it's not happening this year. Bryce Young is an elite, talented quarterback. There's a reason – that he's one of the top Heisman candidates in the country. It's because he can throw a football and he can lead a football team. So I'm sick of hearing all these naysayers. It's unbelievable to me how they can still have this same thought process year after year, season after season, game after game, and come up with all these different excuses of why so-and-so is not going to get it done for Alabama. It's it's, it's old news. It's, it's just it's unbelievable to me. Uh, and I, I don't want to go on another 10 minute rant about this like I did a couple of weeks ago, but it's just, it's, it, I just can't even fathom how people can have that type of mindset with the, with the proven, with the proven commodity that Nick Saban and this album program is, you and what they've been the last 15 years. So I just, I don't understand it. I can't wrap my head or wrap my head around it. So, uh, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I understand completely, buddy. And, and, uh, I was going to say, uh, I want to give a little uh, thank you to uh, Ohio State for just gift- gifting us Jamison Williams. That that kid is is amazing. And what was funny, uh, I found it funny. I saw a picture that was uh, floating around on social media, and uh, it was him when he took off of that 94-yard touchdown reception, and they, they had a close-up of it. He was smiling the whole way down the sideline. I mean, you know he's having fun. And uh and all these he guys are having he fun. He
1: knew there wasn't anybody that could catch him
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, he has got you know, everybody
1: talked about that, you know safety. that safety had an angle on him, man, and he, he did. just blew by that angle. Yeah,
0: he, now, his top did. end
1: speed is is it's world class. His top end speed is world class.
0: Absolutely. Everybody talked about, you know, how Jojo Earl has got some speed, but man, Williams has got some speed too. Um Another thing I was impressed with was that offensive line. I mean, you had pretty much three new starters. I'm not going – you know, Chris Owens has, has experience, but the other two, Cohen and uh, – and uh, well, Dalcourt also moved in, come in and uh, play center. But Dalcourt held his own and, and looked really good, and that whole offensive front looked amazing. I mean, they, they kept Bryce uh, up and, uh, and healthy – and uh, that's great to see that they've already seen like they kind of gelled together and that that's great to see moving forward.
1: Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by the offensive line. Uh, I thought they would play, you know, good. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Miami had enough physical guys uh, to overpower Alabama, but, uh, you know, Manny Diaz is known for his his exotic blitzes and, and those type of things. But they held up pretty well. They had they had some you know missed assignments and stuff like that. But that's gonna happen in in you know a first game situation, especially when you got guys that are playing, you know, either out of position or you know, that's just their first time playing in a in a real you know game setting. So uh overall I was pleasantly surprised uh with, with the offensive line. Darren Dalcourt held his own at center. I do not see him giving that position up this season. I feel like Mm -hmm. he's going to earn that spot. Uh, I feel like the right tackle spot could still be open for competition. I think Mm -hmm. we're going to see some different guys play right tackle uh, this Saturday against Mercer. Uh, But uh, I'm I'm pleased with the offensive line. Excuse me. But uh, I I don't have any complaints when it comes to the offensive line, simply because I I understand – You know, they made a last-second adjustment heading into the game Saturday with Kendall Randolph not playing right tackle and Chris Owens moving to right tackle. The the rumor was that Owens was struggling a little bit at center, you know, getting the snap back uh, to Bryce Young. So uh, that that was one of the reasons. And I think it worked out pretty well. The offensive line did a pretty good job. They did give up that strip sack uh, when they got Mm -hmm. some pressure on Bryce pretty quick. But, you know, other than that, pretty solid performance for the offensive line.
0: Absolutely, Um, you know, running back wise, you know, they didn't have any flashy numbers, but, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm okay with uh, Brian Robinson's, you know, numbers. He had 12 carries for 60 yards. Man, that's five yards a carry. You can't, you can't knock that. I mean, he he ran
1: through, he ran through some guys too. Yeah, and and our rushing numbers are a little bit skewed. Miami Mm -hmm. ran uh, run blitzes all game long. They they were not going to let Alabama. Make big plays in the running game, and and uh, that was another big thing for Bryce Young. He, he he looked like he was changing plays, changing protections in his first career start. That's so, amazing. Uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm with you on the running backs. They 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 done their job uh, Saturday, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I was really pleased with all those guys. Everybody that played, I was really pleased with them. And and I know you're going to talk about it, Jake. I but Trey Sanders, the
0: oh man. The,
1: he got into the game, and you can tell he's still not 100%. He doesn't have that, that juice that he, that he would have when he's 100% as far as in the open field with the speed. But uh, he, he's, he's good enough right now that he was able to score a touchdown. And I don't know about you, man, but that put a big smile on my face, and I'm super excited for him and proud for him that he was, you know, able to accomplish that
0: absolutely man i was i was that's my next topic i was gonna bring up was trey sanders man you know when when he got that ball and he got in that second level and and you could tell that he had a wide open lane to the right hand side i'm like cut cut right cut right go 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 you know and he did and i was like man that that's a special moment for him uh because i mean you gotta think he had a he had an acl injury uh what two three years ago two years ago then he yeah. had the, the bad car wreck uh, and it sidelined him last year. And like you said, he's still not a hundred percent, but man, it just having him out there, I know that got that's gotta feel good for him. And and I'm I'm excited he got the, the one touchdown from, from our Russian crew uh this week. It's very fitting. And uh I'll say this Brian Robinson, you could you could tell that that he's the leader of that Russian group because I mean he he, he even said that himself. You know, he said, I, I'm the oldest one here, and I've got to gotta take these guys under my wing pretty much and, and lead them. And, and I wanted to set the example. And, hey, he's done – he did a really good job.
1: Yeah, um, and what I like about mm-hmm. our group, and I think we even talked about it, you know, heading into the season, was the fact that each guy is a little bit different. Uh, right. B-Rob is that bumper. You could tell that he is uh, such a physical back. Uh, it always took several Miami players to bring him down. Jace has that burst, uh, mm-hmm. you know, You know when he initially hits the hole, that's just, you know, next level good. And then Trey Sanders is that patient, you know, he runs with vision and, and just, you know, just real smooth-like. So they're all a little bit different. And then you bring in Rodell Williams, is, who kind of has – doesn't really do anything great. He's just a downhill runner who finishes runs well and, and always falls forward. So uh, I really like our backfield, and we talked about that all-fall camp. It's a complete backfield when you when you talk about all, you know, four of those guys. So excited about how they are going to look this season, and, uh, you know, they, they might get a healthy dose of all those guys this Saturday.
0: Absolutely. And another th- quick thing I want to talk, point out on the offensive side um, I really loved that they panned on Saban talking to uh, Billingsley, you know, and you could tell the, the face of Billingsley. He's like, man, I want to be out there and doing this, Coach. And, and Coach is like, look, you know, you, you've you got to to follow the rules and follow what we have precedented here and precedent here, and then you can be out there doing that. Kamler too, went off, you know, this past week. And Billingsley wanted to get in, and what I loved about it, Stacey was when he finally got in, they they ran, they they had a run, and he had to pull uh, and, and come on the, I think the 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 weak side and block, and he hit that linebacker hard, and and yeah. freed up a little a little room. So I think it's finally going to start clicking for him. And, and his his dad's response was amazing. You know, I, I loved seeing that as well.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, and I've never been down this Billingsley situation. And uh, Mm. I've always felt that Billingsley would get right and get in the right situation. And I feel like, you know, it's just going to be another game or two and we're going to see him back on the field, you know, with with the first unit. But, yeah, that was a great moment. Uh, It just shows the, the type of coach that Nick Saban is, that he really cares about his players you know, not what they're doing, you know, just on the field, but, you know, with their lives and, and, you know, we don't know the situation with Billingsley and what all that entails, but uh, it looks like he's, you know, getting back in the good graces of the co- coach's staff because he was on the field last Saturday. So excited to see how that kind of plays out. But you, you mentioned the two, man, he, he balled out, he, he done man. his job. We talked about him all summer long. So, uh but so we're really excited to see how that how that worked out for him. And, you know, that kind of had to feel good for Latou, two, you know, a guy that switches over from the defensive side to the offensive side. And his first two career catches are touchdowns. So uh, that, that's got to be that has got to be pretty wild for the two. So really excited for him. Uh, it's always nice for a young quarterback to have a tight end that he can rely on.
0: Absolutely. And uh, man, let's swap over the defense real quick. Uh, the biggest news, of course, is losing uh, Christopher Allen for the year. I hate to see that, but you know, and one when, when players you know misfortunes, another one gets the chance to step up, and that's going looks like it's going to be Drew Sanders. Um, so, and of course, I think he's like a five star, of course. So, you know, I, I hate that we lost uh, Allen. Uh, he he was playing really well before the injury, and uh, man, I just I just hate it for that kid.
1: Yeah, that's a that's tough news for, for Christopher Allen, uh, mm-hmm. you know a guy who's been with the program now. His fifth year, uh, he's battled injuries, especially in his you know his first couple of years on campus. He battled injuries, and uh, now he's you know last year he had that full uh, year as a full time starter, uh, played really well, six sacks last year. He got mm-hmm. the sack on the play he got injured on uh, mm-hmm. against Miami and. Uh, you know, now he's you know, looks like he's going to be out for the year. But as far as the guys who are going to be replacing him, of course, Drew Sanders, five star out of Texas, highly talented, and Chris Braswell, another five star mm-hmm. guy, and then Dallas Turner is another guy to look out for, a true freshman, five star. Uh, just it's just five star after five star when you look <laughs> at this this depth chart for Alabama. But yeah, tough news for Christopher Allen. But uh, if that if there was a position. Where Alabama could afford you know a little bit of of injuries or uh, that that would be one of the positions they could afford it in
0: absolutely and speaking of linebackers, will Anderson is a menace. I mean he was in that backfield. I mean it seemed like every play and and I remember one play where he he got after King and uh he and King got away, but right there, Philadelphia Daniel Mathis, and he just – this he like picked him up and drove him back like five or six yards and took him down. I mean, th- this defense, we talked about all summer, but this is going to be fun to watch. And and then them guys, man, they showed up and showed out. I mean, the, the secondary play, play great. Of course, we all talked about Malachi Moore. Uh, you know, he had an interception. Jalen Moody had an interception. It's – you know, this defense is going to be fun this year. And I just don't think people realize – how good this defense is going to be?
1: I, I'm right there with you, bud. I, I I think this defense has a chance to be, you know, one you know the best defense in the nation. And you know, right there with with a team like Georgia or mm-hmm. Clemson, I think those three teams have the best defenses in the country right now. And I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, and and people are going to talk about, well, it was Miami, yeah, but Derek King was in his sixth year of college football. Yeah. That dude has seen every type of defense you can imagine. I, I mean, know. he's a yeah. he's an NFL vet now. Yeah, for real. I mean, that, and he's, he's a good football player. So, uh, <clears throat> you know that that was a that was not a just a super easy task for this defense, but they made quick work of it. Uh, Alabama is going to have a great pass rush. Uh, Will Anderson. I could spend this entire podcast talking about Will Anderson. That that dude. Yeah. I, I don't even know the correct adjective to use for that guy. He is he is unbelievable. He, he that, I, that's all I can think of. He is unbelievable to watch. The way he bends, the way he just uses his hands, the way he can anticipate the snap. It's just it's it's unbelievable. So uh, yeah, this defense is going to be a lot of fun. We hadn't even talked about Henry Toa Toa or Christian Harris yet, and uh, that's probably the two best inside linebackers in the in college football, and they're both with Alabama and. Uh, so it's just – it's unreal. The defense is just going to get better every game the more they play with each other. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, – that, that defense is, is, is exactly what we thought it was going to be heading the season. And I'll be honest with you, they, they actually played better than what I anticipated because I thought Miami would be able to do a little bit more in the passing game. Uh, but uh, they didn't have time to do squat. Uh, the, the pass rush yeah. was just there so quick uh if if they did have time to throw it, the defensive backs were right there in coverage uh Jalen armor Davis is not being talked about, but that yes. dude i mean he didn't get his name called all game except if he was making a tackle so mm-hmm. i I was really pleased with him and uh I think that shows that you know that means we don't have to play a freshman there right now uh you know the next guy would probably be kool aid but uh but Jalen Armour Davis more more than proved to me that he can he can be a starting corner in the SEC.
0: Absolutely, and like you said, he's not getting talked about enough. But he he played great the other day, uh, and <clears throat> Joe great. Um, so you know it it was you're talking about uh, Henry Toe Toe. I I kind of panicked when he got injured. I was like, oh my gosh, we don't need to start this early. But it just seemed like he had uh, like an elbow sprain, so it's nothing major on him. Thank goodness. Uh, so he'll be back, but you know it, it's fun. It I, it's funny to me that a guy who transfers in learns the playbook on the defensive side this quick, and he's already calling the defensive plays. You know, on the field and getting everybody into position. That just shows his leadership and what he you know what he's going to do for for the Tide. Uh, talking about Toa Toa, <laughs> yeah, he's
1: he's just a natural born leader. And I think that's helped Christian Harris out more than anything, you know, allowing yes. Christian Harris just to play off instincts, uh, because instinctively Christian Harris is a dude. I mean, that guy is an athletic beast. So allowing him to just play more instinctively, not have to worry about getting everybody else lined up, is just, you know, it just makes that defense so much better. So yeah, the having the leadership from Henry Toe Toe is big time for this defense.
0: Absolutely, and I've already mentioned uh, Mathis had a really good game. Uh, I thought the defensive line played really well uh, themselves. Uh, I think yeah, uh, the, the, probably the
1: biggest surprise to mm-hmm. me, the biggest surprise of the entire game, was mm-hmm. the fact that Tim Smith only got a handful of snaps the entire game. I know. That was the biggest yeah. surprise to me. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that was you know something schematically that that maybe what we were doing against Miami it just didn't you know equate to putting Tim Smith on the field. Or what, whatever the reason was, he just didn't play a lot, and you know that's a guy that that uh, I know both of us were really high on heading into the season. So that was a little bit surprising. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see him more this this Saturday against Mercer.
0: Probably, probably so. Uh, one one other thing I'm going to mention it, it talking about surprises, I believe it was their second, maybe third series of the game. I'm talking about Miami, you could kind of see how they felt about how the game was already going because they ran for it on third and seven. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, was I like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that was, dang, the, that was the bonehead play of the game. <laughs> it was, I'm like, man, I mean, I know. y'all. I mean, y'all got to take a chance. I know, I know, you know, uh, pass past coverages was, was great. And we was getting to the quarterback real quick, but, You know, third and seven, you think you're going to sneak past that that offense, no, that defensive line and our linebackers ain't gonna happen. So, and and they just seem like they tried to yeah, and and I understand teams trying to establish the run because it opens up the passing game. I understand all that, but I'm sorry, you're not gonna run against Alabama. You're not, you know, especially up the middle. I mean, I don't know who keeps calling. Inside half at dives, you know, for for opposing teams, I, I welcome it because they're gonna get like a half a yard, maybe a yard out of, it, and that's it, you know. Yeah. And yeah, you might time.
1: slip one, you know, once a game and get right. six or eight yards, but consistently, you're not you're not moving that defensive front.
0: No, and and usually you have to get outside the tackle box to to run against Alabama, but now we have built line or have recruited linebackers who can cover sideline to Mm sideline. So you can't always work on, you know, count on that for success anymore either. Right. So, man, this, it's great to talk about Alabama football again, man. Uh, And uh, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, I think we, we pretty much dissected uh, the game. Will Rocker still a beast. I will go ahead and mention that. Uh, I wish we could, I wish we could have him by another three or four more years, you know. Maybe he can be on Hunter Renfro. Is there a way we can do that? But you know Well anyway. we got him
1: at least this year or next year, so
0: that's right. Um moving on to Mercer, you know, we're not really going to dissect too much into this because you know it's Mercer and and I know I know Saban don't don't like hearing this, but you know, rat poison and all. But I mean the truth of the matter is it's Mercer and we're probably gonna roll, but you can't let the players Get you know, get get they gotta get that gotta get up for their opponent, and don't matter who it is. And Saban talked about that yesterday. He was really not really happy with how practice went. Dude, did you, did you get to see all that his little press conference? Yeah,
1: yeah. And and, and you know, in, in his press conferences, he, he's either trying to talk to his players mm-hmm. or to the fans. Yeah. And and this week, it's all a bit, It's it's been all about talking to his players uh through the media so he's just trying to get their attention uh so i i I have i have zero i mean i feel confident that the team's going to be ready to play on saturday with the the way that he's acted this week i feel like he's going to have their attention and and come come saturday they'll be ready to play and just just real quick on this game because like you said there's not much to talk about uh you can't really just I mean I can't I can't give you a rundown of Mercer and you know what they are and you know how they do things. I will say this. Uh they have uh Jake Fromm's younger brother on their team as a quarterback. Interesting. You don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, but real quick on this game, just you know, kind of what I'm looking for in this game, Jake, is is obviously I want to see uh how Bryce builds on his week one performance. Mm-hmm. I want to see how the offensive line continues to gel and, and you know, you know come together and see how that you know rotation and that starting lineup works itself out. Will we see JC Latham with the first unit? Uh, how how does that work out? Also, will we see some of the younger wide receivers uh, working with the first group? We saw JoJo Earl uh, play yes. with the first and get a catch. So offensively, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, defensively, just more of the same, you know, playing sound defense, relentless defense, going after the football, playing sideline to sideline, being physical up front. Uh, and just, you know, I, I know Saban, excuse me, hates to hear it, but I, I just want to see some of those young players get in uh, because, like you said, the truth is Alabama should handle Mercer. Right. And I just see how those guys look and, you know, what what they look like on, on a college football you know, at a college football setting in a game uh, setting, so just that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, it is hard to I can't imagine playing in this type of game after you just played. You know, in Atlanta against Miami against the U, and now you got to come back and and play against Mercer. I can't imagine having to, you know, always be ready. You know, from from that perspective. But I will say this. As a former athlete, I mean, I wasn't nowhere near, you know, Division One athlete. But once the game got there, Jake, I don't know about you, I didn't care who I was playing. I was just excited to be out there. Absolutely. You know, so I feel like that's how the players will be. Uh, I hope they prepared this week. And uh, I'm just looking to see – I just want to see them compete because we know they're going to win, Jake. I just want to see them compete and compete like they're playing against – you know, Miami again or you know, playing against the best competition.
0: Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Uh I, I want to see, like you said, more more of the same that uh we saw in Miami. I want to see uh you know Bryce continue his um, his outstanding uh stat line from from last week. Uh offensive line, see if they keep keep uh rolling and uh and uh defense keep keep doing the same like you said being ball hawks uh, and, and all that, but man, it's, you know, it's, it's exciting times. Uh, we got to, you know, I, I don't think we're, it, this is nowhere near a trap game. Uh, but, uh, you know, we do have Florida coming up, but after Florida, you know, look after you know, how they went last this past week against, um, who was it? FAU, you yeah. know, that that's going to be, you know, I, I'm kind of concerned about Florida's, you know, but, um, before we get off, real quick, Stacey, you got anything else you need to you need to uh, add? Uh, I was going to talk about a couple, real quick, about a couple of SEC teams. The, the big, the big two games in the SEC this week, and that's Kentucky and Missouri, and Texas and Arkansas. I just going to get your thoughts on those, real quick.
1: Oh uh, well, I, I think Kentucky wins uh, against I Missouri. Too. I think Kentucky is is you know finally becoming that complete team on offense. We know they're going to have a good r- rushing attack, but now with uh, uh, Will Levis as the starting quarterback, uh, he's going to be able to hit the downfield shots that they have not been able to hit in the past, and uh, they'll be a little bit too much for Missouri. I do like Connor Bazelike at Missouri, but I, I just feel like Kentucky is, is one of those teams that has a chance to, to finish, you know, maybe second behind Georgia uh, in the SEC East this year. So I like this Kentucky team. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Texas over Arkansas. I think it'll be a good game, but, man, I just think Texas has too many dudes right now for, for Arkansas to handle. Uh, Jefferson, the Arkansas quarterback, still has a lot to prove in the passing game. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Texas, but I do think it's a really close game and a really good game.
0: Yeah, I you know, if guys, if you go back and listen to or watch or listen to one of our old episodes when I did my 5 bowl predictions – I said that Kentucky would finish second in the East this year, and I believe this game Saturday for, for them is you've got to win this game to be second because I think either one of these two teams going to finish second. I'm just not sold on Florida. Uh, talking about Arkansas and Texas, um, on my other show the other night, um, my co-host, uh, Kevin uh, Bohannon, he's uh, part of Hall Talk uh, podcast, and um, he said, uh, "I didn't know this, but I should have thought about it. But I never, I didn't think about it at the time." But um, Steve Steve Sarkeesian, as a coach, offense coordinator slash analyst, he's five and zero against Arkansas. So Ooh. you know, yeah, I, I didn't know that, but of course, he's been in Alabama, and I think as an analyst and then as offense coordinator, I think that, that about five years or so. So yeah, he's five and zero against Arkansas, and he said, "You know, he's he's a." hog fan so he's picking the hogs but that's something to keep an eye on um but i'm with you on you know that game could go either way all honesty but i i I think kj jefferson he did all right but i don't you know i didn't see enough for him to say that he's gonna pull a big upset so i think texas is still still gonna gonna win that game it'd probably be like three six you know maybe about three six seven points Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: with you. I, I think it could go either way, but I'm gonna go when in a game where it could go either way, I'm gonna go with the team that's got the most dudes, and that's that's Texas. So that that's just kind of where I'm at on that game.
0: Absolutely. Well, Stacey, if you got anything I, else I, to, uh, to add. Yeah,
1: I just wanna I, I'm I'm sorry for the way I sound. Like I said, I'm recovering <laughs> from from COVID. Uh it's taken my voice away from me and all that stuff. Uh, I'm actually having to stay uh, down in a a house behind my dad's house to kind of quarantine myself the rest of, you know, so I'm not with my wife at our house with our kids. So I'm away from them. Uh, My parents' internet has went out. So I'm having to use my hotspot on my phone. That's why there's no video and it's just audio. So uh, COVID has just wrecked this week for, for Jake and myself on the podcast, but we did want to get something out. We appreciate y'all listening to us. Uh, sorry that i sound as, as rough as i do and i promised you didn't want to see me this week anyway so it's kind of a blessing in disguise
0: <laughs> yeah we uh you know we're hoping to be back live you know net next uh week, depending on how stacy's feeling uh you know but well, you just take care of yourself brother and uh uh real yeah, quick man. you want uh you want to um uh tell people where they can you can follow you at
1: yeah uh yeah let's We'll just kind of exit this like we always do. Make sure you do head on over to betonline.ag and you know sign up. They do have that uh, 100% welcome bonus going on for your first deposit. Uh, so make sure you head over there and place all your bets. Make sure you do hit that subscribe button, whether that's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, just whichever way you listen to us here at the Tide Talk Podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. You can find us on Facebook at Tide Talk Podcast. Join our group. That is called the Todd talk podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Todd talk pod. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter
0: at blackwood 89. And as always, I'm at Jake Thomas, TTS. All right.
1: Yeah. I I appreciate you. uh, You kind of heading this up tonight as I'm, you know, kind of under the weather still and trying to recover and trying to, I know I talked a lot, but I am trying to preserve as much voice as I can because uh breathing is still a little bit of a struggle for me but uh i I appreciate you handling it for us tonight jake uh uh, appreciate you being there for me brother
0: man no problem man that's what family's for and uh i know people are probably probably know by now that we are cousins so yeah you know family takes care of family so you know if you need anything holler at me and uh guys we we appreciate y'all listening uh like i said hopefully we'll be back live uh, next week depending on how stacy feels but uh if all goes well uh we'll be back live uh stacy any last words uh no i just
1: i just i just want to say thanks to everybody uh i've gotten text and dms from people and everything so i just appreciate everybody that's that's reached out to me and for those that did find out and if you just now finding out listening to this uh just you know if you're thinking about me say a quick prayer for me i'm Um, Overall, I feel pretty good. I just I'm still struggling to breathe and and to talk, obviously, but uh, doing good. I'm I'm a blessed person, and I thank God for that. And I just appreciate everybody giving us a listen, and uh, you know appreciate you, Jake, and you know hopefully Mm -hmm. Alabama comes out and plays well Saturday, and uh, you know roll tide.
0: That's it, fellas. Uh, Stacy, thank you guys. Thank y'all for listening. And uh, as always, roll tide.